The Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Coghill Golf and Country Club, who we are happy and proud to partner with once again this year. Coghill features 72 holes of championship golf, including the world-famous Dubs Dread. They have a completely renovated practice area and driving range. It's essentially an academy that you can go and spend not only the day improving your game, but at night they've got lights now and two bars as well as a food truck to spend some quality time with some friends and family. They've been doing it this way since 1927, folks. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Sharp Focus Nutrition. Let's face it, when you go out and play golf, you probably don't eat and drink very well. Well, a couple hot dogs, a few beers, yeah, we get it. Sharp Focus Nutrition replaces all of that with a systematic way to not only stay replenished throughout your round, but to also improve your game in doing so. Go out to sharpfocusnutrition.com to learn about their system. Let them know that we sent you. Pick up a system right now, sharpfocusnutrition.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. This is the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. It's just you and me today. Nikki and Dan are out enjoying what feels like the summer. I know that the official start to summer isn't for another couple weeks, but I got to tell you, Nikki's in Georgia. I'm sure she's having a great time out there. Dan, of course, is in Florida. He is worried about his Florida Panthers going down in game one of the Stanley Cup finals. And of course, he is paying close attention to the Miami Heat. Big, big sports year for Florida, it seems, at least in those two major sports. And so here in Chicagoland, where of course, you know where I am, it's also extremely warm. It's almost unseasonably hot. I believe it's going to eclipse again 90 degrees today, which uh, for June 4th, is it? That's pretty hot. Pretty hot around here. At any rate, you know where to find us. You can go to at Golf Unfiltered on all your favorite social channels. And you can send us an email. Adam, at least send me an email. Adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. We'll be sure to get to it right away. And thank you to all of you who send in feedback about the show, as well as ideas on what to cover, and just saying hi. I know there's a few of you that like to do that, so thanks for keeping in touch. So in thinking about topics to cover on this episode, being a solo episode, it's been a while since it's just been you and me talking about a few things in the golf world. I was thinking about, all right, well, we can talk about the Memorial Tournament, which is uh, still going on as of today. Uh, We could talk about the debut of Rose Zhang over on the LPGA Tour, of course, one of the most highly touted amateur golfers ever to make her uh, professional debut. And, of course, there's all sorts of different dramatic things that are happening in the golf world, specifically on social media when you talk about Phil Mickelson getting into it with Brandel Chambly and Eamon uh, Lynch over there. It just There's a lot that goes on, and I'm not sure how much of it is actually important. Right. You know, I, I don't know if that's stuff that 
is even worth talking about. It's weird because not only are we at Golf Unfiltered, we, we try to provide some things for whether it be a distraction for all of you uh, from your day to day, or maybe you learn something new about a topic that we cover, or maybe we introduce you to a new brand or product when we have an interview on this show. We're also, at least I'm also a person who likes to digest content. I like to go out and, and listen to podcasts myself. I like to read websites. And it seems like everything is talking about all of those items that I just mentioned. Now, trust me, I mean, that's the easy thing to do. That's the easy thing to do is to report out on what's going on in current events. Of course, it's the most obvious thing to talk about. But then, you know, sitting back, and you guys know, if you've been a long-time listener, I've been doing this for many years now. Golf Unfiltered is not a new thing. It's been it's been around. Sometimes it's just, it, you don't want to talk about any of those things. Because golf is so much bigger than what's going on on Twitter or on our televisions or anything like that. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, when you have the ability to watch those events... If you are a fan of Live Golf, for example, if you want to go watch that, go go have fun doing that. If you're, of course, a fan of the PGA Tour or LPGA, you know, whatever. We just had an incredible NCAA Men's Championship that just took place. Congratulations to the Florida Gators, by the way. Again, another big year in sports for the state of Florida, apparently. You can do all those things, but it's all kind of subsets of, of course, the larger thing that we all enjoy, the reason that you download this podcast, and that is the sport or the game of golf itself. Now, if you follow us on TikTok, I uh, I made a video not too long ago about the story I'm about to go into. And forgive me if you're already aware of it, but not too long ago, I want to say it's oh, probably over a month by now, my... Uh, my two buddies who I like to play golf with, you know, we, uh, it's usually just the three of us, right? For some reason, we can never find that fourth person to fill out the foursome. It's, it's someone's either working or, you know, whatever. But we invited my father-in-law, who's in his 70s, to join us for a round of golf. Now, he's your typical South Side old-timer guy, right? You know, he, uh, South Side of Chicago, that is. And he, you know was very excited to go and play golf with myself and then my two buddies who I've grown up with. Uh, they are both extremely, extremely good golfers. I think one is a plus handicap and the other one is very close to scratch. So my father and I, uh, my father-in-law and I sit in one cart, of course, and then the other two guys are in the other cart. And we just go out for a nice afternoon of golf. And uh, we played a, uh, a Pete Dye designed course here in the area. It's a more difficult golf course, uh, you know, comparatively to others around us. And my two buddies just came out to just light up the place, apparently. They were they were uh, both hitting the ball extremely well. My father-in-law were just kind of along for the ride. At one point, I believe after nine holes, after when we made the turn, one of my friends was, I believe, three under, the other was four under par. So... That just kind of gives you an idea of how things were going for those two. My father-in-law, eh, different story for us. But clearly, we had become observers of something that could have been really great for my two buddies. Well, as I'm sure you could probably guess where this story is going, standing on the 17th tee, a few bogeys were made, some curses were uttered, 
and uh, some bad swings were made. Definitely out of fatigue. You know, we're not like what we used to be. We're all in our 40s now, and I know some of you listening to this will probably laugh at that. But at the end of the day, both my two buddies uh, ended up shooting even par 72s. Now, what was really interesting about that is, you know, we would love, my father and I would, father-in-law and I would have loved to have carded those scores, right? That would have been the lowest, uh, you know, for a par 72 course, that would have been the lowest score for me ever had I done that. And certainly the same could be said for my father-in-law. For my two buddies, though, there was almost this, this sense of disappointment at the end because they had something really special going. You know, and you, everyone's putting out on 18, and I kind of say, wow, good round, good round. And they're like, yeah. You know, so it was one of those things, and I totally understand why they did, right? It could have been something special for them. What really became the most special part for that, or from that day, for me at least, was when my father-in-law, who was just ecstatic that we asked him to join us, you know, was so grateful to my two friends and, and, and me for the, for the afternoon, for the round of golf, the four and a half hours, I think, because it was a little bit slower that day, that he was able to spend with us and to see what my two friends were able to do on the golf course. He was extremely impressed. He was just, he kept saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And it really offered, um, you know, I know we joke about this, this word on this show, of course, it, it offered some perspective on the game itself you know and it just kind of served as a reminder to me at least that yeah you can go out you can you can get disappointed in a bogey double bogey you could be on track to shoot your best round ever and then inevitably golf likes to balance things out and uh, that happens to most of us I'm sure you listening to this uh, maybe we're in a similar position at some point maybe not four under par but Perhaps you are on track to shoot your best score ever. And while on one half of our foursome that day, it was a day of disappointment for at least one-fourth of our foursome that day, it was an incredible experience. And that served as a really important reminder. You know, golf, it's a game. You don't know how long you're going to be able to play it. So when you have the truly the privilege to go out and do that. Take a moment, step back, enjoy what's going around you. And I know that's cliche. I know it is. I'm not saying phrases or ideas that are brand new, but it's an entirely different thing when you actually experience something like that and, and do so through the eyes of someone who just couldn't believe what he was seeing that day. It truly is something special. And so I, I just bring that up because, you know, when we get lost in the social media professional tour drama around this game, there's still this baseline of the game itself. That hasn't changed. That hasn't changed at all. It doesn't have to for you and me. In uh, preparing topics that I wanted to talk about, I was uh, researching some of the comments that were made at the Memorial on the PGA Tour, uh, specific to the golf ball rollback. You know, that thing is still going on. You guys all know where I stand on that. 
and if you don't know, I mean, essentially, you could go back and listen to any any episodes on the topic. You, you'll uh, be able to find that. But Keegan Bradley um, offered some quotes about you know mistakes regarding the USGA that they've made, and that they that he feels it's unfair that they try to overcorrect essentially, and they take it out on the players, quote unquote. You know, I don't I don't know where things are going to end up with that rollback. I I mean regardless of where you fall in that argument, unless you're a pro golfer, it's not going to impact you. It just isn't. It really isn't. But for these guys that do it for a living, I can understand that they're going to have some heated, uh, let's just say debate, (laughs) with anyone who's going to listen, especially when they're asked for their opinion. But even aside from all of that, for the rest of us, and at one point even for those pros before they became professionals. There was just this game that we were introduced to that, at least in my case, for example, I I learned with a hand-me-down set of clubs. They were, you know, still like wooden woods. And we didn't know anything different than what was right there in front of us. And, you know... I think I've been honest uh, with you all, you know, m- many times during the uh, lifespan of this website and the brand and, and all that. There are many times where I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I just don't. <laughs> you know, and I joke with Nikki and Dan because clearly, I mean, we're still going to continue this. But, you know, there are those times when and, uh, you just don't want to do it anymore. It doesn't even have to be golf related. It could be any hobby or, or passion or whatever that you have. There are going to be days when it's just there are highs and then there are lows. Nothing in the world has really changed. It's just the way that the natural progression of things go. And I always try to recenter myself when I think about, okay, well, why did I even start this in the first place? Or maybe when there's a day that I'm just so wrapped up, which is very easy for me to do, I get so wrapped up in you know the drama about what's going on, either on Twitter or anywhere else. I just go back to these moments where, okay, I remember when my uncle handed down a set of Spalding Elite, uh, an entire set, and at the time, they were just the most foreign things that I've ever seen. You know, how am I supposed to play a game by hitting this little ball off of the ground using these things? And it's interesting because when I uh, kind of like force myself to remember those things, it's weird how at least my my brain works because I can remember everything about it. I can remember the way that the golf clubs smelled. I can remember the way that the grips felt, you know, just these weird, ugly blue grips that I don't even remember them being very tacky. Like I couldn't even hold on to the club very well. I remember the sensation of what my wooden driver felt like when I hit a golf ball off the toe or something. It wasn't pleasant. It was harsh, right? But I remember all those things. I remember the first golf course that I played. Willow Run, it's called. It's a nine-hole course. I don't even know if it's still around, to be honest with you, but it's local here. And I just remember all these things where I had this, this, you know, I think my dad gave me uh, one of his old golf bags, and it was the biggest, heaviest leather atrocity that you've ever seen. 
And I remember walking with that. I didn't know any different. Like the leather strap would cut into my shoulder and stuff. And, you know, you see you've got like basically a cut in your shoulder at the end of the round. I remember all of those things. I remember buying my first uh, pair of golf shoes and thinking that I had to wear metal spikes. But, oh, wait, I got to wear these rubber things? Like what is that even? And I just mention all that because, you know, as I sit here on a Sunday morning and understanding that the summer months are coming very soon, as I said, in a couple weeks, you know, time's going to slow down a little bit here. You may see less frequent podcast episodes going out. We'll certainly, you know, try to do so. But there's also projects that that we want to undertake. For example, we're all thinking about going to the Tour Championship in August. You know, meeting up down in Atlanta. I've never actually met Dan and Nikki face-to-face, which is just so weird, you know. But we're thinking about doing that. You know, we'll, of course, put some stuff around it in terms of coverage and maybe some stories that we can tell that hopefully others aren't doing the same. But I don't know if that's helpful, me talking about this, but there's always this opportunity for us to just... uh I guess to be extremely cliche, take a step back and smell the roses, I guess. Like I never really understood, I I understood what that phrase meant, but I never really appreciated the things or the times that presented themselves to us so that we could actually practice that phrase. And going back to that story about my father-in-law, I was able to kind of see that in action. And I don't know how many other sports or activities in general allow that opportunity to you like golf does. You know, and I, I I am a pretty, I don't know what you would say. I guess I'm a pretty contemplative guy. You know, I'll just sit back and I'm always lost in my head. My wife will tell you that. And I like to think about stuff like that and what it means, you know, I don't know. Is this like a midlife thing that I'm going through? I I don't know what it is. But I like to think about what the game means and what I have tried to do with it. And I know that Nikki could say the same thing. She shared so many stories about her time with her grandfather at Augusta National. If you've not checked out the memoirs for Magnolia Lane series, we've done two of them now. She's done two of them now. And you can kind of hear it. And when she tells these stories and... Yes, there's almost like this backdrop of Augusta National and and a professional major, but that's just the backdrop. There's so many more things in the stories that her guests that she brought on for that series that they tell and what she shares. And Dan, I I know very similar. I know Dan had some personal stuff coming going on, and I'll you know. I'll allow him to bring that up if he chooses to do so. But I know that there was some opportunities for him to reflect on uh, things from his childhood with his family as well. And so I guess the main thing that I'm trying to say in all this rambling is it's really easy to get caught up. And it's really easy to not understand why so many people get angry or why everything has to be a debate, or why the game of golf, at least in this context, has to be anything other than just something that we enjoy. And I bet, you know, some of you listening to this, 
and I'm sure you could tell there's there's no script here. <laughs> there's no agenda for this episode. But more so, I'm sure that some of you listening to this might remember some of those firsts for you in golf. You know, the game itself has changed so much, even in the time that I've played. Um, it's gotten longer. It's gotten easier in many instances. You know, it's still extremely difficult. Don't get me wrong. But there are golf clubs today are a lot easier to play than they were in the past. I mean, I don't think I'm surprising anyone or making any great proclamation saying that. The marketing around the game is completely different now, too. I mean, heck, even at a much lesser extent, some of the things that we've done here have changed. We have two other people that help out, <laughs> for example, right? And so, I mean, the only constant in life is change. You've heard me talk about this, too. And so it's not, my point here is not to say that we should resist the natural progression of something evolving, Right. And maybe there's a little bit of truth behind that, too, when we talk about this whole distance thing, you know, that the natural progression of the game is that people are going to get better at it. That's just how humans operate, especially when the game itself or in this case, the game itself remains somewhat consistent. We're going to get better at it. But sometimes it almost feels like that train is moving too quickly to the point where we get lost along the way. You know, another example of this, not to belabor the point, but another example of this is if you, let's say you go to the office every day. You know, you're one of those people that take the same route every single day. You might put on a podcast, maybe even this one, or, you know, your favorite music or whatever it is, and you just kind of go on autopilot. You know where you're going. You know how to get there. You don't even have to think about it. And you even got it down to such a science that maybe it takes you the same amount of time every time that you do this thing. In this case, you travel that route to the office. I'm sure you've experienced this. I'm sure there's a phrase for it or a term that I'm not thinking of right now, but I know I've experienced it. I could get you anywhere you need to go around my area as long as you tell me what golf course it's by, right? <laughs> I used to take uh, directions, you know, remember the the days of MapQuest when we actually used to print out maps from our from the internet? <laughs> you know, I never liked doing that. I just like, tell me what golf course it's by. But anyway, I digress. Sometimes when you're on autopilot, you might get distracted. Something breaks the the rhythm that you're used to. And before you know it, maybe you miss the exit. I know I've done that or you miss a turn, or you take the wrong turn, whatever it is. But at that point, things just become so jumbled in your mind, at least it does for me, where you kind of have to sit back and stop, sometimes even literally stop the car, to recalibrate where you're going. I think pretty much anything in life that you do over and over and over again and almost take for granted, I think that can happen. Now, you might agree, you might disagree, but in the context of golf, it's, it's almost like, do we have to sometimes just stop and just recalibrate what the hell we're even doing? You know, 
I apologize for always kind of bringing things back to the context of the men's professional game. I know that the game of golf is so much bigger than that. But just for the sake of this, there's been a lot of disruption lately. You know, for the last couple of years, certainly, especially with the the emergence of a competitive or a uh, competing professional golf tour. And it's uh, so easy to just get wrapped up in all that. That was the wrong turn. That was the missed exit. And in, in this this weird way, like the people that are closely related or, or connected rather to all of that drama going on, they become disheveled. They 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 don't know what to do. And maybe it's like the fight or flight mechanism going off in their brains. I don't know what it is, but they almost have to protect what they were used to. It's a resistance to change. Yes, of course, you can expand this analogy to anything in life. There's always this, this fear of the unknown. There's this fear of something that is going to change. And what will that mean for me? Well, it helps to get back to the fundamentals. What got you here in the first place is a good thing to remind yourself of while also acknowledging that what got you here won't get you further in your progression on whatever activity you're doing. You know, in the context of golf, I like going to the driving range. I like practicing. I enjoy practicing more than I enjoy playing. That's just, I don't know why, but that's just me. There's something rhythmic about going to the range and hitting golf balls and hitting golf shots, just seeing if you can do it without any fear of a bad score or something. You always want to improve. I always want to hit that fade better. I always want to hit the punch shot better. We've had a lot of people come on this show, professionals and and experts in the field of of uh, golf instruction and sports psychology who have said that you need goals in order to improve. And if you don't see yourself or receive that positive reinforcement of achieving a goal, then you're never really going to truly get better at something. So in other words, don't go to the range and just pound a bunch of seven irons for an hour and a half. But at some point, if you no longer see yourself progressing at the rate that you would prefer or perhaps you are seeing yourself recessing in some way, the old cliche comes up. You got to go back to the fundamentals. And I think that applies to a lot of things. And I think, you know, the talking heads like Rory and Phil and Brandle and all these people, they're going to eventually, or at least they should, go back to why they even decided to do this in the first place. Now, I realize I'm kind of all over the place in this episode. I apologize for that. This is more just a stream of consciousness. I think you've picked up on that by now if you've stuck with this episode. I like to remind myself of why not only Golf Unfiltered started, but also why I even decided to ask my uncle if he would take me to go play golf over 25 years ago. It's a good reminder. 
if you have the opportunity at some point, whether it be after you listen to this or maybe a couple months later, if you find yourself on a golf course or a practice tee and you find yourself getting wrapped up in disappointment, remind yourself that at some point you're going to remember, just like my father-in-law did, that it's a privilege to even be out here. And the important thing, while it's not a bad thing, but the important thing is to do that, hopefully, before it's too late. I don't know, and my father-in-law told this to me, or said this to me, he doesn't know how many more times he's going to be able to play golf. You know, he's, he's relatively healthy. He plays every week. But you never know how many times. There's going to be, there is a finite amount of times. He chooses to not dwell on that, but also to not play the game with anger or anything other than gratitude. I think there's something to be learned there. I know I did. And it doesn't just apply to the game of golf. At some point, at some point, whatever it is that we're doing, is the last time that we're doing it. Well, that was an interesting episode, wasn't it, folks? At any rate, um, like I said, it's a busy time for uh, those of us at GU. I'm sure it is for you as well. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, We will continue to put out more content for you, of course. Um, We may or I may bring up some older episodes that you've heard before or may not have heard. We've done a lot of these. This is the 405th episode, for crying out loud. Thanks to all of you who have stuck with us along the way. But I think a lot of it, too, is just let's not forget why things started. And it's okay to slow down, even if just for a bit. Give us a follow on social at Golf Unfiltered. You can follow me on Twitter too. I've got my personal thing out there now at Adam J Fonseca. You can find me there, and uh, send us emails. Let us know about your th- my thoughts on today's episode. Uh, Adam at GolfUnfiltered.com is how you can reach out to me personally. Nikki and Dan will be back uh, very shortly, and uh, look forward to other things that those two are going to be doing very soon. Thanks as always for listening. Play some great golf. Smell the roses, folks. We'll talk soon.